Hello and good evening. Welcome to our fourth, first even, Sword of Sega special. That's quite loud actually. Let's turn that down. There we go. Yes. Or should I say, Shining Sword of Sega special, because tonight we'll be celebrating 20 years of Shining games. From the very beginning right up to modern day. We have a lot to get through tonight, so I can pretty much guarantee that we will overrun slightly. We may not have... actually, no, we're not going to have the RPG adventure this week because there just wouldn't be enough time with it. Because we really do have a packed show. But I've... well, you've got an extra week to complete the task on the Radio Sega.net forum, so... Knock yourselves out with that. So, no RPG adventure today. Simply do not have the time. We've got a jam-packed awesome show, that's why. Now then... The Shining series is the biggest Sega RPG series. I believe it is even bigger than the Fantasy Star series, as it has 28 different games and variations spread across different gaming platforms, spanning two decades. The series itself is split between dungeon crawlers, strategy RPGs and action RPGs. Now, the first half of the Shining games were partly created by Sonic Software Planning, before leaving Sega and becoming Camelot Software Planning, who are perhaps best known for the Golden Sun series of RPGs. And if you've played the Golden Sun series, you'll notice a lot of similarities in terms of the graphic style and the music as well. And since leaving, the series has kind of taken an interesting turn from Shining Soul onwards, but we'll talk more about that later. Now, we're going to start off with the very first game in the Shining series and play all of them in order. Or at least the ones I have music for anyway. I am your host, Captain Cloud Chaser, and this is Shining in the Darkness.
Hello again. There we had three lovely tracks from Shining in the Darkness. We started off with the main theme, followed by the upper labyrinth and the sorry, the lower labyrinth and then the upper labyrinth. Yes, lots of labyrinths. Well, hello and everyone and welcome to our super special Shining show. Where tonight we'll be playing music only from the Shining series. And since we have a very packed show, I won't be taking any requests because honestly, we have so much right now. So, so much to get through. A lot of games, you know. 20 years worth. Now then. Special welcome to those in the IRC, such as Trigon, underscore Smondi, and when it was you, myself, Captain Cloud Chaser, Cobra the Best, D'Artagnan, Fast Feet, Joe Bay, Aita, who was away, Maxi, who's just joined actually, hello Maxi, Rad, Shaddix, Lito Croft, I'm wondering if the Lito has anything to do with Dune, you know, Lito Atreides, maybe, I don't know. SJ and Trekkie. And a special hello to all of you listening elsewhere or on the podcast in the future. The future's great. Now, Shining in the Darkness was the first Shining game in the series, which was developed by Sonic Software Planning and Climax Entertainment. Climax Entertainment, who are probably well known for Landstalker. And Shining in the Darkness was released in the UK in 1991. About 20 years ago, as it happens. Although, you can still play the game on the Wii Virtual Console or the Ultimate Mega Drive Collection. I think I'll turn that down a little. There we go. Shining in the Darkness was a kind of Might and Magic inspired dungeon crawler. The only other Shining RPG like it was Shining in the Holy Ark, which was released some time later. At the time, Shining in the Darkness was well respected, especially in Europe, because the Final Fantasy series hadn't even made it to Europe and didn't even come over here until six years later. The second game in the series had completely different gameplay though, although some of the graphics and sound are very similar. And these variations of the Shining series are perhaps the most well known and respected for is of course the Shining 4 series. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, probably. So, let's crack on with the second game of the Shining series, Shining Force 1.
Hello again. There we have from Shining Force 1, title, HQ, Dark Soul Battle and the ending theme. Now, Shining Force, also known as the Legacy of Great Intention or Legacy of Gods, was also created by Climax and Software, Sonic Software Planning even, for the Mega Drive and was released in July 1993 in the UK. You can also play it via the Wii Virtual Console or the Ultimate Mega Drive Collection or on Steam or on your iPhone. <laughs> Plenty of choice there. Uh, Shining Force was a turn-based strategy RPG where you could move your teammates across the field map to attack enemies and the placement of different character classes would help determine the success of the battle. For example, if you got yourself surrounded, you're pretty much screwed. Now, Shining Force was remade for the Game Boy Advance with an expanded plot, new characters and the use of cards in battle and that was called Shining Force Resurrection of the Dark Dragon. You can probably still pick that up pretty easily. Two additional Shining Force games called Shining Force Gaiden 1 and 2 were based on the original Shining Force in terms of the gameplay and story from 20 and they were released for the Game Gear. The first Gaiden was never actually released outside of Japan, but the second was released in America under the name of Shining Force The Sword of Haja, if I can pronounce that right. Although both of these were actually remade for Shining Force CE. However, now we're going to move on to probably the most well-known game in the Shining series, and probably one of the best, it's definitely one of my favourites, and that is Shining Force 2.
again. There we had the title theme, town theme, battle one theme, and attack theme from Shining Force 2. And hello to Castle Inferno that joined the IRC a little while ago. We've just been talking actually about how Maxi and Castle Inferno don't particularly like turn-based games, but I think the Shining Force series actually are pretty fast-paced for turn-based games. You just you get really excited about them. Especially the famous chess scene in Shining Force 2. Oh, that was a killer. Have to fight against chess pieces. Not as easy as it sounds. Oh, I should turn that down. Mm. There we go. Anyway, Shining Force 2, also known as Shining Force 2 The Ancient Seal, was created by Sonic Software Planning for the Mega Drive and released in Europe on July the 2nd, 1994. It is considered to be one of the best games in the series, if not the best, and is a much bigger game than the first. You can of course play it yourself on the Wii Virtual Console or on the Mega Drive Collection. I think it might also be on Steam as well. Steam's great. Shining Force 2 was actually the first RPG that I ever played, and so I have a lot of fond memories from the game, including the infamous chess scene, and I especially like the characters and the story which I thought were actually quite well developed at the time. Especially Odd Eye. I loved Odd Eye slash Oddler. He was great. He was definitely my favourite character. Such a pity about him. Anyway. <laughs> now, a year after Shining Force 2, Shining Force C was released in Europe in June 2005. And this was the only Shining game that was on the Mega CD. Shining Force CD was a remake of Shining Force Gaiden 1 and 2, which was previously released on the Game Gear, as we said before. And this meant that Europeans, like us, could finally play the, both the Guiding games together in a nice, lovely, pretty remade version. Now, I never got a chance to play Shining Force CD, but Project Phoenix has, and you can read his review of the game on RadioSega.net's forums. I actually really liked the music from Shining Force CD, but sadly I couldn't actually get it to work on sound for some reason, which is a real shame because I would have liked to have played some, obviously. But maybe next time we'll have some... Shining Force CD music going, just not today. Also in June 1995, Shining Force Gaiden Final Conflict was released in Japan on the Game Gear as well. The original games were sequels to the first Shining Force, and Final Conflict was a continuation of the Gaiden series, but it was also a kind of prequel to Shining Force 2, as it featured, you guessed it, Mr. Odai, or Odla. He was in Final Conflict. I really wanted that game just for him. It's great though. Anyway, we've had Shining games on the Mega Drive, on the Mega CD and Game Gear. However, a new chapter in Shining history was to be made on the Sega Saturn. And we started off with Shining Wisdom. Clever and strange traps can be found. 
must first be stimulated. Don't expect the answers to come immediately. Luck is required as much as anything else in order to read what lies behind that. There is nothing wrong with eating your inspiration. Just don't rely too much on freely offered information.
Hello Again. Then we had some tracks from Shining Wisdom, starting off with Introduction, which is um, a bit weird. Someone asked me if it was a commercial, and I actually have no idea. All I know is that music is the best. That's all you should really take from that. Then we had Heraldic Emblem of Wisdom, and then Celebration and Nove. And in the IRC, Shaddix has left us, but Silver Sonic has just joined us. And interestingly, what just popped up on Twitter whilst that was playing from Sagabit.com is a new Shining game is apparently going to be announced soon. The guy that's currently in charge of running this Shining series recently said in a Fumetsu interview that it's been 10 years since the Shining series was reinvented and they're currently we're preparing a title that sums up the whole series and should provide an answer to users' curiosity. He can't give details yet, but he will reveal it before we get too far into the future. So that's interesting. A new Shining game's on the way. What excellent timing is that, doing our super special Shining show? So now I'm very, very excited. First we get PSO2 news, and now this. My hope may be restored yet. But anyway, we're talking about Shining Wisdom. Shining Wisdom was the first of the Shining games to take on a Zelda-esque action RPG gameplay instead of the turn-based tactical battles that we've been used to with the Shining Force games. It was released on the Sega Saturn in July 1996 and the story itself does reference Shining Force 2 and even Shining in the Darkness. Now I did own Shining Wisdom on the Saturn years and years ago but I never really got into it. I actually found it quite difficult. It was, it was quite a hard game for me when I was young and fresh. But the music's actually pretty awesome. That last track that we had reminds me of Fighters Megamix for some reason. And Shining Wisdom was actually published in America by Working Designs, who created Dragon Force, which was another awesome Saturn RPG. Now, both of my favourite Shining games were also released on the Sega Saturn, which is why I love my Sega Saturn so much. And the first of that is Shining the Holy Ark. Shining the Holy Ark was the second of the dungeon crawler style gameplay of which the series began all those years ago with Shining in the Darkness. In fact, as a homage to Shining in the Darkness, the lower labyrinth music that we played earlier, and which plays within the dungeons of Shining in the Darkness, was actually remixed as the Tower of Illusion music which plays in Shining in the Holy Ark. In the Tower of Illusion, strangely enough. And I'm going to play that for you in this next batch, so keep an eye out and see if you can spot the comparison. So yes, let's go off with some Shining the Holy Ark.
there we had some lovely tracks from Shining the Holy Ark, starting off with the title and then the Overworld map, which uh, was Sonic correctly identified as the jingle music that I used for the jingle, which I did not use today. Don't worry, we'll have the jingle at the end, I promise. Then we had the battle theme and the Tower of Illusion theme. And I have to say, actually, I loved the music from Shining the Holy Ark and from Shining Force 3. And the composer, Motoi Sakuraba, or Sakuraba, I think that's how you pronounce it. Motoi Sakuraba, yeah. He's definitely one of my favourite composers for music. I just love his music in Shining Holy Ark, Shining Force 3, Golden Sun, and the other games that I haven't really played much of. Like Valkyra, Valkyrie Profile and Star Ocean, I haven't played that much. Although he did Resonance of Fate and I love the music in that too. And Eternal Sonata, which is also really awesome. He's done some amazing RPG music. He's brilliant. But I digress. I do. Right, Shining in the Holy Ark was released in Europe on the 14th of June 1997. And was one of the games I played to death. I did indeed. Unlike Shining in the Darkness, which I actually felt was quite an annoying game actually, I really enjoyed Shining in the Holy Ark, especially the pixie system, which allowed you to get in a preemptive attack on enemies depending on which direction they attacked you from. Shining the Holy Ark story was also set 10 years before my other favourite RPG, which is Shining Force 3, and one of the little kids in the game of en- in the town of Enrich in Shining the Holy Ark grew up to become the one of the main characters of Shining Force 3, specifically Scenario 3, and that was Julian. Julian spent his whole life tracking down Garm, a vandal that helps the players in Channel the Holy Ark, and, and Julian is arguably the main character of the Shining Force 3 games across all the scenarios, really. And Shining Force 3 was, of course, a return to the traditional tactical gameplay that made the Shining Force games so popular. So we're going to move on and play some awesome music from Shining Force 3, of course.
there from Shining Force 3, we had the title theme, Isha Sha Kut's Room. I'm really crap at pronouncing things, aren't I? Yes. That's the music that plays when you're actually loading your game up and starting it and all that jazz. Then we had Tiger of Honesty and Affection, and the final battle theme, which is pretty funky, I think you'd agree. Now, Shining Force 3 was a very special game. As you probably know, it was split into three separate games or scenarios. Scenario 1 was based around Symbius, a soldier within the Republic of Aspinia. Scenario 2 had you playing as Medion, Prince of the Destornia Empire, natural enemies of the Republic. Both Scenario 1 and 2 had particular scenes within the story, which were shared by both Symbius and Medion as the story was told from different points of view. Scenario 3 brought these scenarios together, and these characters and stories together, as you played as Julian, the mercenary, who was a little kid shining the Holy Ark. And Scenario 3 also offered the true ending to the Shining Force 3 games. Sadly, only the first scenario was ever translated into English, and was released in Europe in June 1998. It's possible that Sega just not bothered translating Scenario 1 and, sorry, Scenario 2 and 3 due to the imminent Dreamcast launch, but thanks to the lovely folk at Shining Force Central, there is a fan translation of Scenario 2 and 3. Well, sorry, Scenario 2 they've definitely translated, Three, I think they are hard at work on, so good luck to them. Being able to play Shining Force 3 as nature intended would be fantastic. And by that I mean all of them in order, yes. Especially since some of the characters you actually unlock in like Scenario 1 would affect Scenario 2, and some characters you save in Scenario 1 and 2 might appear in Scenario 3. It's actually pretty clever. Well. Shining Force 3 Scenario 1 was a great game on its own and offered hours of gaming, exploring and battles. Some of which were actually pretty unique to the series, such as fighting a massive long line of troops or holding off the enemy until help arrived. I honestly believe that this game, Shining Force 3, is the pinnacle of the Shining series. It pretty much all goes downhill from here, so... Which is a shame. After Shining Force 3, Sonic Software Planning left to form Camelot Software Planning, and a new bunch of developers began the modern con- Why can't I pronounce that? Continuation. I, I say, I I'm honest at pronouncing things. Honestly, rubbish. Anyway. They continued, that's better, the Shining series, starting off with Shining Soul for the Game Boy Advance. And that was released in March 7th, 2003. And then Shining Soul 2, which also came out on the Game Boy Advance, came out on March 26, 2004. Now I don't actually have any music from the first Shining Soul game, but I do have some from Shining Fox, sorry, Shining Soul 2. I'll only play a bit though because the sound quality isn't that great.
Yeah, it's not the best sound quality, is it? Well, there we tried to play title, battle, and dual theme from Shining Soul 2. Again, not the best quality. Would be nice if I could try and find something else, but it seems to be a bit obscure, the Shining Soul games, for some reason. Well, the Shining Soul games were both action RPG adventure type games, specifically hack and slash. You can still find these in retro shops from time to time, and since they are Game Boy Advance games, they're probably not too difficult to get. In 2004, because we're now moving on, a remake of the Shining Force game came out, which was Shining Force Resurrection of the Dark Dragon, as we stated before, and that was also released on the Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance was quite popular at the time, it seems. However, the first proper modern Shining game, in the guise of Shining Tears for the PlayStation 2, which came out in 2004, kind of took the whole hack and slash action RPG trend and moved it forward. Now this is where it kind of gets hazy because all of these proper modern Shining games that actually came out on the PlayStation 2 and beyond were never actually released in Europe. They were translated into English and ported over to America, but as poor British types, like me, never actually got a chance to play these games, which is a shame, because it would have been nice to play them myself, obviously. Although I have heard some bad things about them and many Shining fans seem to think that it's just not good enough for our good favourite Shining series. It's not like Shining Force 3 now, is it? So I'm probably not missing much actually. Now, the trend of hacking and slashing continue with Shining Tears onwards. And the Shining series became quite popular for having lots of different action RPG type gameplay rather than the lovely tactical stuff we loved in Shining Force 1, 2, 3 and beyond. So we shall continue on with music from Shining Tears. Yasa 
there we had some tracks from Shining Tears. Starting off with, if I can find my list, The Dragon God and the Shrine Maiden, which I didn't actually mean to play, but never mind. Gotta make a mistake on Radio Sega, otherwise it's not really Radio Sega, is it? Then we have the opening version, which should have played first, but there you go. And then the story begins, literally, and then the story begins is what it's called. Then we had Battlefield, and what's playing now is Light Force of the Gods, which I was going to play, but never mind. Now it's bedding music. It's been demoted. Um, next in the Shining series was Shining Force Neo. Now, there were four games released on the PlayStation 2 in Japan and America, the first of which was Shining Tears, and then we had Shining Neo. And this came out in 2005, and also used real-time action RPG combat stuff, similar to Shining Tears. According to Wikipedia, Shining Force Neo was notable for its horrific voice acting, as apparently the acting was done by children. And having quickly listened to it on YouTube earlier, I think I can agree it's pretty bad. You should take the Shining Force Neo YouTube voice challenge today. Now, King said in the ILC, having heard that I've not been able to play any of these because it didn't come out in the UK, that I'm probably not missing much because Shining Force Neo was awful. Yeah, cheerful. It is a shame though. Seems a lot of people feel that way. But the music's pretty good, right? So, let's crack on with some Shining Force Neo music.
and now we've moved on to Shiny Force EXA, it seems. Hello. From Shiny Force Neo, we played... What did we play? We played Tenshi Kururin, the instrumental version, Soldier of Force, Kantar Village, Dark Castle and Dark Castle Battle. Where are we? There we are. In 2005 and 2006, Sega actually released a bunch of Shining games for mobile phones in Japan. These included Shining Road to the Force, Shining Force Chronicle 1, 2 and 3, and Shining Road 2. Shining Road to the Future was an actual strategy game similar to the old Shining Force games before. So that was like the first proper Shining Force game in quite some time, even though it was on a mobile phone in Japan. Vegas can't be choosers, right? And Shining Chronicle 1, 2 and 3 were actually remakes of Shining Force Gaiden 1, 2 and Final Conflict respectively. So if Shining Force CD wasn't enough, you can get it on your phone as well if you're in Japan. Now back on the PlayStation 2, another action RPG was released in Japan and America during 2007 called Shining Force EXA.
had some tracks from Shiny Force EXA. We started off with World's Love and then Gonia Valley, Gonia Valley Battle and Final Battle. The last Shiny game on the PlayStation 2 has not actually been released outside of Japan yet and came out in 2007, so it's probably not going to come out. It's been a while. And this game was Shining Wind which was an actual sequel to Shining Tears, the first of the Shining action RPG games and it is also a game I will probably never ever play, Safi. In Japan, a mobile phone game was released called Shining Wind X which I assume is related to Shining Wind but I'm not entirely sure. But here we'll have some nice of the Shining Wind music to keep us going.
there we had some tracks from Shining Wind. We started off with The Legend of Shining Wind, followed by Holy Capital and then A Tower of Heaven. The next Shining game in the Shining series was Shining Force Feather, which was released for the Nintendo DS on Japan, or in Japan on the 19th of February 2009. This was never released in the US or translated into English, but being a DS game, you might be able to import it a bit easier than previous games. The actual gameplay of Shining Force Feather is actually very similar to the old Shining Force games, and is the first modern tactical Shining game since Shining Force 3. Instead of a grid system that was in Shining Force 1, 2, and 3, players can move their squad around on the field anywhere, and they're kind of unlimited with that. And the actual fighting sequence is more action orientated as you can create attack chains and stuff by bashing buttons during those sequences. From what I gather it's actually a very good game and has taken the formula of the older Shining Force series and evolved it ever so slightly. It might not be the same kind of Shining Force game that you would expect, but it's definitely better than the efforts that we've seen on the PlayStation 2 to date. And the music is not too bad either, so let's play some.
from Shiny Force Feather, we had the main theme followed by Break Battle and Reverberation of Victory and Takeoff. Now it is a shame that the best Shining Force or the best Shining game in years was never actually translated. But we've got 40 minutes left and two more games are left to mind in our Shining Super Special of Awesome. It's certainly been an interesting look back at the Shining games and we've gone through a lot of them. Although this next entry is a bit odd. Instead of coming to a console it was released in the arcade in 2009. It was called Shining Force Cross and I don't really know much about it. Only it appears to be very similar to Fantasy Star Online, only in the arcade. It features real-time combat and you can hook up with friends on other arcade machines across the nation via some kind of funky online co-op, or you can play through the single-player mode. And you get an ID card and you can customise your character and earn loot and all sorts of crazy things. And if you look on YouTube, it actually looks pretty amazing and I would love to play this game. Well. If Sega released it as an MMO, I would actually play it. I would so love to play it. A shining version of PSO would be awesome, don't you think? It does actually look really, really fun. I really have to find out more about this game. It just looks fantastic. Why do the best things always happen in Japan? Anyway, the music's also pretty funky, actually. really like it. So we shall go on and play some from Shining Force Cross. Tell 
then we had some music from the arcade game Shining Force Cross, which I think is actually quite nice music. Pretty funky. Now, the last Shining game to be released, literally the last game so far, except for the one that might be announced soon, is the more recent Shining Hearts, which was released in Japan December last year for the PlayStation Portable. Uh, the game itself seems a little weird. You help run a magical bakery, but you also own a boat which you can use to sail around the world and discover new islands. And there is also a heart system in the game where you can earn hearts and expand the game and change the game world. And these hearts are earned by interacting with NPCs and a variety of women that seem to surround the main character. It sounds very Japanese, which makes me think the game will probably never ever get released over here or translated. However, it did sell remarkably well in Japan and is quite popular. So who knows? And that is going to be our last music batch for the night. So we're only going to overrun my a little bit. So let's end off with... Well, not end off, we'll have a bit afterwards, but let's have our last batch of actual music from the Shining Hearts game. And who knows, maybe one day I'll actually get to play it. I can have dreams and hopes too.
Then we had some tracks from the most recent released Shining game, which was Shining Hearts. We started off with the main theme, then the field song, and then Happy Days. It's quite a very, a very cheerful soundtrack, isn't it, Shining Hearts? Sounds like a very cheerful, happy game, baking and sailing. We're now coming to an end of our Super Shining special on Sword of Sega. And we're going to sum up by saying that the Shining series has come a long way, from the glory days of Shining Force to the oddity, which is Shining Force Cross in Japanese arcades. Many have complained about the modern action RPGs on the PlayStation 2 and have petitioned Sega for another traditional Shining Force game to be made. Whilst we did sort of get that with Shining Force Feather, it is unlikely that that will be translated into English or get released anywhere outside of Japan. If you're a fan of the Shining series, excuse me, then you've probably heard of Shining Force Central, the biggest fan site of the Shining series in existence. Last year they actually began a campaign to get Camelot Software Planning back on board and to bring the series back to the amazing RPGs that used to be. As the second decade of the Shining series hasn't really met the same standards of our favourites during the 16-bit era. Now you can take part in their campaign and have a look by visiting sos.shiningforce Sorry that just confused me there, the music. <laughs> Start again. SOS.ShiningForceCentral.com See, it might be Summer of Sonic this year, but it's also the 20th year anniversary for Shining Force, or Shining Series, so there you go, Boo Sonic. And we've taken a long look back into the history of the Shining Series, and it'll be interesting to see where Sega takes us next. And if you head over to SegaBits.com, you'll actually be able to see that there is a Shining game on its way and will be announced possibly soon, who knows? Very exciting stuff there, I think. Possible new Shining game. You never know, it might be Shining Force 4. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Yeah, that would be fantastic. And it, it was actually the official 20th anniversary of Shining in the Darkness on March 28th this year. So to finish us off tonight, we're going to have a very special remix track from Shining in the Darkness. So thanks to all of my listeners in the IRC and to all of those listening in elsewhere or on the podcast in the future. I have been your host, Captain Cloudchaser, and I shall leave you with the Down in the Dungeon Just Creatures and Me remix by Taika from Overclock Remix is obviously the best website to go for for video game remixes. So good night and may the force be with you. Ooh puns, love them.
music from Sega role-playing games. This is Sword of Sega on RadioSega.net. 